The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of a greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with the man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. For many, the doctrine of Mary's Immaculate Conception is difficult to understand and even more difficult to believe. December 8th, 1854, Pope Pius IX infallibly defined the dogma of the Immaculate Conception in these words. The most holy Virgin Mary was in the first moment of her conception by a unique gift of grace and privilege of Almighty God and in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of mankind, preserved, free from all stain of original sin. This meant that Mary had no corrupt nature. She was preserved from the stain of original sin. Second, Mary was never touched by personal sin. And third, the privilege that was given by Christ's merits, Jesus was Mary's Savior. 
She was redeemed by Jesus Christ just as we are, except that Mary's redemption was unique. It was a proactive redemption. That means that the fruits of Christ's redemption on the cross was applied to preserve Mary from sin as it is just as it is applied to each one of us to remove sin that is contracted she was preserved proactively to be free from sin you see in the Old Testament the Ark of the Covenant was carried the stone tablets of the law and it had to be completely pure and God gave these the ark of, what did the ark of the covenant hold it held the stone tablets given to Moses on Mount Sinai there was meticulous instruction on how to even build the ark of the covenant it was made of acacia wood and the acacia wood was supposedly incorruptible and it was lined with pure gold and it had to be kept free from all impurity and profanation in fact Uzziah was struck dead because he dared to touch that ark nobody could touch that ark the ark carried the written word of God Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. And she was preserved free from sin. If you look at the Old Testament, it makes perfect sense that if the Ark had to be completely pure, Mary had to be completely pure of sin. Why? Because instead of her carrying the written Word of God, she carried the living Word of God within her. Mary is the New Testament Queen Mother. In the Old Testament, the Queen was very, very, was kept and honored in a very special way. See, non-Catholics look, non-Catholic Christians take an either-or mentality. Catholicism is about a both end. It's not the Bible or tradition. It's the Bible and tradition. It's not faith or works. It's faith and works. The Bible never places Mary in opposition to Jesus. The Bible is very clear that we are to show Mary. We're supposed to show her favor and we're supposed to show her honor. The honor that we give Mary, she in turn gives to God. God honored Mary above all creatures by making her the mother of her son. And by us honoring Mary today, on this feast day of the Immaculate Conception, we are following the example of God himself. Mary's special privileges were given to her by God. They were not given to her by man. It's one last thing to consider when I look at these readings and I reflect on this gospel reading. Mary's cooperation with the Holy Spirit 
Her yes to the Holy Spirit can teach us so much about our own faith life with the Holy Spirit. Mary cooperated by letting the Holy Spirit be, un, be done unto her. And what happened? She gave birth to Jesus. And just like Mary, the Holy Spirit and wishes to infuse Jesus into our soul. The works of the Holy Spirit were given to each one of us at baptism. That wonderful gift, her yes, enabled the Holy Spirit to be poured down upon us and that wonderful gift is given to us at this baptismal font. The wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is the delightful guest of the soul. And the Holy Spirit's one purpose is to sanctify us and our souls. As one of my favorite authors, Luis Martinez, says, our souls are like canvas. They are like marble. If we compare it to canvas, what is happening with the Holy Spirit is he is painting the lines of Jesus into our souls. If it's looked at as marble, he is chiseling us more into his image. The Mother Mary allowed the Holy Spirit to be conceived into her, and she gave birth to Jesus. If we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, we do the same thing. We allow Jesus to be carved into our souls, and we allow Jesus to be carved into us, and we become the image of Jesus. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive through each one of us by that wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. When he rose from the dead, and he descended into that upper room with the apostles. And he gave the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. He placed Mary there for 10 days. If you think about, you remember at Pentecost. And she was there. And what was she probably doing? She was probably teaching them how to receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. So we look to Mary as a model, a model of holiness that we can attain if we can look at her virtues and ask her to help us attain those virtues, virtues of purity, a pure heart, of prudence, of being humble. She was the humility, faithfulness, being devout. Mary was obedient. She knew about being poor in spirit. She was patient. She was merciful. And she was sorrowful. If we can ask her to intercede and help us to work on those virtues, then the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be given to each one of us and we can become more like Jesus. 
So as we receive the wonderful gift that we will be given of Jesus, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, let's ask for those virtues that Mary has. Amen.